0: The Donut Bag is brought to you by Penn Highway Marketplace, the marketplace for vintage goods, quality collectibles, and handmade crafts. It's where I get all my sports memorabilia. Go to facebook.com slash Penn Highway. That's facebook.com slash P-E-N-N-H-W-Y and mention I sent you. Hello. We are finally here. For the last five months, I have been ranking every episode of The Office 180 episodes and i'm finally here at the top 10 so excited i'm actually i'm i've just preparing for this i've been emotional so warning i'm gonna i might cry through this so let's get to the top 10 here we go number 10 season 3 episode 23 the job gian arrives in scranton with a surprise for michael michael jim karen an interview for the job at corporate and Michael decides on his replacement. Wallace lets it slip that it's Jan's job and she's fired leading to a very public, very embarrassing meltdown. Jim makes a decision. The cold open is Michael gets to New York a day early. He doesn't realize this and he sees David Wallace and David Wallace is like, "Uh, that's tomorrow. But Michael says, uh, question, uh, does anybody have as much experience as me? And who did you have when, uh, when you need to, to merge two plate uh, play, um, uh, branches? You did me, right? And David was like, yep, that was you. So I'll see you tomorrow. And then he does a talking head. He says, he knows this company in and out, and all the other managers are morons. And then he calls Pam and says, um, hey, I'll be late because I forgot what day the interview was. So, Jim got a haircut. He, he, uh, because according to Karen, so he wouldn't, he wouldn't look less homeless. Um, <laughs> uh, so Jim goes from that scruffy look from the earlier seasons to, to, a, a a normal haircut. Uh, he said that he and Pam had a talk after beach games and that he said he will always treasure their friendship. Uh, Pam and Karen talk and um Karen says, Oh, says, Yeah, we were all said crazy things. It was a crazy night. And Pam's like, no, I meant all that. And uh Karen does a talking hand says, Wow, Pam is kind of a bitch. Uh so Pam is uh definitely asserting herself for learning to assert assert asser- herself. Uh Creed has creed thoughts. W. creed thoughts. Www.creedthoughts. And Ryan to save the world, <laughs> to save the, the uh the, the world from reading uh, creed thoughts, just made it as a word document. And uh Ryan says, even for the internet, it's shocking. <laughs> I, I can imagine what Creed would, would say, would write. Um so Jan shows up and Michael just dumped her. Um, that was in uh women's. What was it? The, the one where he took them to the mall. And um, so Jan shows up and she's like wearing a coat. And Michael, basically she's been calling Michael and Michael just has been ignoring her. So she shows up and he, hurries up and gets together the girls council, which is uh, Pam and Karen and Phyllis and maybe Angela or something like that. And they have a quick conference and they say, no, just, just don't, don't listen to her. Still don't, don't go back together with her. And then Jan takes off her coats and she got a boob job. So Michael is mesmerized and he changes his mind. and he gets back together with her oh Michael Um, so then everybody comments on Jan's boob job and Meredith says in my experience guys are way more attracted to the back of you than the front." (laughs) Crane says I find them offensive all natural baby that's how I like them swing low sweet chariots oh my so Michael is so sure that he's going to get the job in New York, that he appoints Dwight the new regional manager, and Dwight appoint I, I, Dwight has a a, um, a interview for the assistant to the regional manager, and only Andy signs up. So I guess it has to be Andy. But Pam, he wants Pam to be the secret assistant to the regional manager. And Dwight says, "Do you accept?" And Pam says, "Absolutely, I do." Because he learned, she learned from Jim that whenever Dwight proposes something, you say, "Absolutely, I do." So Dwight institutes shrewd bucks, and if you do things for shrewd bucks, but Stanley doesn't want them, and, and Dwight says, "Don't you want to earn shrewd bucks?" And Stanley says, "No." In fact, I'll give you a billion Stanley nickels if you ever talk to me again. If you never talk to me again. And Dwight says, what's the ratio of Stanley Nichols to bucks And Stanley says, it's the same as the ratio of unicorns and leprechauns. So Michael has the interview, and it goes pretty well. And then at the end, he says, oh, by the way, I just want to let you know, I'm seeing Jan again. And David says, um, well, that's a problem. I thought it was obvious you're interviewing for her job. She's going to be fired. And Michael, <laughs> Jan is there and Michael immediately tells her <laughs> because Michael is the worst secret keeper in the history of the world. And she just flips out on him and she says, is it because of my boobs? Because Michael likes the <laughs> and, and, and David's like, no, your behavior has been erratic. All you do is smoke. You go, you visit Scranton way more often than you should. You, you're always in sc- in Scottsdale, Arizona, visiting your, your sister. Uh, so uh, yeah, so that gets, that gets crazy. Um, Karen and Jim um, interview and he's a, um, while well, Jim is interviewing. I mean, obviously David Wallace loves him. And probably would have, would have offered him the job and as uh david's wa- david's asking for numbers or something like that and he reaches in his bag and pam put in a medal from office olympics and she wrote in it don't forget us when you're famous and that makes him remember and and, and david says well where do you see yourself in five years or ten years or whatever and by the way when anybody asks where do you see yourself in five years the only appropriate answer is celebrating the five-year anniversary of you asking me this question. Thank you, Mitch Hedberg. So then we see that um, Jim is heading back, and Pam is Pam has a talking head, and uh, she says, "You know what the the timing never worked out with Jim. Um, you know I'm I'm happy for him, and and I, and I wish him well and stuff." And while she's he's talking. Um, Jim barges in and says, Hey, will you, uh, you doing anything tonight? Then it's a date. And, uh, and Pam (laughs) for some I'm getting emotional. Pam, um, is all flustered and happy. And she says, I'm sorry. What was the question? Um, one of the greatest scenes in um, in all of the office, or at least one of the most important emotional scenes in all, in all of the office, because after three seasons, we finally see them possibly getting together. So huge, 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 huge scene. And uh, Jenna Fisher just just nailed it. <laughs> it's just just perfect acting by her. It was it was wonderful. So. um, Ryan is uh, talking and it turns out that Ryan secretly also interviewed for the job. And he got it, and uh, and he's he's talking. He accepts the job, and Kelly's there. And as he says, "Yeah, I'll accept it. I'll see you." And he hangs up. And he says, "And he he says to uh, Kelly, we 'We're through.'" <laughs> um, one thing in, that was interesting is they were considering many uh, many scenarios for who would get the the job, but one of them was that that Karen would get it, but she was about to become and Perkins on Parks and Rec, which just started up. Number nine, season seven, episode 17, Threat Level Midnight. Oh, my God. Michael finally finishes his movie Threat Level Midnight and screens it for his employees at Thunder Mifflin, but Holly is less enthusiastic for his finished product. So he finally finishes it after many years of filming and rewrites and edits and i think 11 years total it took them to make this thing and he finally finished it uh but the, when he when he showed a rough draft of, of a years ago everybody started laughing and he's like okay that's it we're, we're done you you're, you're going to make fun of me then then stop it so so when michael goes to michael um steps outside or whatever pam says everybody okay nobody laugh we want to see this thing okay so everybody everybody be nice so it's about how Michael Scarn was the best agent in the business, and he was married to Catherine Zeta-Jones. But then Golden Face killed her in an explosion at the WNBA All-Star Game. To Michael Scott, the the All-Star Game of any <laughs> the, of of any uh of any sport is is the biggest thing ever. <laughs> um. So so where is he now? He's he's. He's drunk on his, in his bed. He's, he's out of the, out of commission and he has his Butler, uh, who's played by Dwight <laughs> who may or may not be a robot. So, but Daryl plays the president and says, yeah, you have a job and that job is to stop golden face. He's taken all the workers hostage at the NHL all-star game and, uh, He's in his office, and the delivery guy comes and tries to kill Michael, and he shoots him, and the guy's dead. And Michael Scarn says, "Looks like there's going to be a cleanup on Al 5 So, so he meets up with uh, Golden Face, who's played by Jim, and uh, he says, "He says I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Then I'm going to dig up Scarn's wife, and I'm going to hump her real good." And Jim does a talking head and says. I did not love the dialogue or the character. I took the role to impress the receptionist who shall remain nameless. I love that. So Michael Scarn has the, he finds out that the NHL all-star game is sold out. So he can't get in, but then he has to get in as a skater, but he doesn't know how to skate. So he, he gets trained by Cherokee Jack, who is played by Creed. Now, apparently the original person that they wanted for Cherokee Jack was was um, Charles Miner, who was played by Idris Elba, but he was he was you know in England or something like that, and they, they couldn't they couldn't bring him over. He was doing another movie or something like that. I don't understand a scenario where Michael Scott would get Charles Miner to be in his movie. Like I like Charles hated michael and and hated all his nonsense so why would he participate in something like this i don't i don't know but anyway this is a very um karate kid thing training montage we have because creed says mop the ice it's like why would i mop the ice so he's like mopping the ice mopping the ice mopping the ice and then and then he gives him a it's like why was i mopping the ice then he gives him a hockey stick and he becomes like an expert hockey player because because he was mopping the ice so there's a there's a um yeah there was a training montage then uh there's a there's a a speed skating competition and whoever wins gets to the all-star game and it's it was michael scarn oscar and golden face and they're skating and and they're they're shooting at each other it's so ridiculous and uh and And uh, Michael Scarn says, well, you didn't win Golden Faces. And Golden Faces I wasn't trying to win. I was just trying to distract you. And and Oscar was the winner. But then Michael takes the American flag and and strangles Oscar with it. So stupid. Um, Scarn learns that he needs to go to the jazz club. And Jan is the singer. And she's singing like in Backwards. And and he plays a tape and then runs it backwards and she's singing the hostages are under the stadium, so so we we cut to this under the stadium and uh, all the hostages are there, which is like Pam and uh, Roy and Toby and you know all but basically all the people from the office and uh, Pam is um, is saying why don't you let us go. And Golden face says, No, and I'm gonna I'm gonna show that I'm serious, so I'm gonna shoot a hostage, and he shoots Toby in the head. And they did it over and over and over again, and exploding the head. And and uh and uh Michael Scott says that that shot was the, the biggest budget thing in the, in the whole shoot. So um, so yeah, he blows Tom, Toby's head off many times, and Michael Scott says the jokes on you, Golden Face. That man is a what an animal rapist. And then uh, Golden Face says, "The the the bomb is in the puck." And uh, and uh, Michael Scarn says, "Hey, Golden Face, go puck yourself." But but uh, <laughs> Golden Face shoots Michael Scarn. But Dwight goes to uh, to save him. And Michael Scott says that wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> it's, it's Dwight. Dwight wanted to save Michael. <laughs> um, but but Michael
1: Scorn does end up aged. He's he
0: way in the hole. And this is swearing a really sexy nurse out. It turns his mom <laughs> and bam. <laughs> Yeah, I was saying, oh my god, I mean, oh, this is so good. She <laughs> couldn't believe her mom was doing this. And Michael Skarn says, it'll take a lot more to the bullet than a bullet to the brain, lungs, heart, back, and balls to kill Michael Skarn. <laughs> what kind of magic bullet was this? Uh, so. So he recovers and he goes to the president and he finds out that the president has been working with golden faces to get for the insurance money because he owns the arena of the, of the NHL all-star game. So he's down on his luck and he goes to a bar and, and, uh, it's Billy, the bartender who's played by Andy, who has this great accent. And, uh, and and Billy the bartender says, "Hey, why don't you go? Why don't you go talk to the that bachelorette party over there?" And it's Karen, Angela, Phyllis, and and um and Meredith, and uh, <laughs> and they uh, in the deleted scene they all they all have lines, but the only one that makes it is Karen, who says, "Ever banged an entire bachelorette party, baby?" And then they cut to um, Karen and and she's like you singling it out for for that one thing that's that's what you remember from me um they also uh when um when they had Jan's uh scene they they did a they interviewed her and she's like oh he finally made a movie that's nice yeah that's nice and i guess she couldn't uh, get in her car or something like that so so then everybody in the bar does the scarn you do the scarn, you jump to the right and you shake a hand and you jump to the left and you shake a hand, Meet new friends, tie some yarn. And that's how you do the scarn. Love it. Love it. So. Holly is not crazy about this. Um, uh, She she just says, uh, you know, it's like, oh, this is nice. You know, you got to she says, oh, you got to do something with your friends. That's nice. You should be happy. And that is a, a huge insult to Michael. He's very upset that she would say that and she didn't like it. But she talks to him and he realizes where he's at in his life. And, okay, don't don't lose it. Um, it, You know, he made this and he did things like write a book and, you know, work on a stand-up comedy special and do this because – you know, to fulfill his life. But now he realizes that Holly is his life, that he has, you know, he has someone in his life. So he gets a little bit of self-awareness and he comes back and and he just realizes how silly this all is. And, you know, he talks about the, the hockey game, how he he caused the hockey game to have a disqualification in that high school. That was an actual hockey game with a, with a high school team and it screwed up the team or something like that. And he's just... He he's able to laugh about it and you know because everybody is is basically la- laughing about it so um yeah um also also in this is um at the end is threat level midnight oh i wish i had it i don't darn it i have it um threat level midnight. it's it's a <laughs> it's just amazing that level midnight loves um it's a hit with all the ladies from from madonna to madeline albright and he's talking about apartheid and free mandela or something like that it's 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 amazing fret level who fret level what fret level midnight it's 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 just amazing number eight season six episodes four and five niagara parts one and two the two-part episode revolves around the writing of jim and pam at niagara falls not all not all goes smoothly when Jim accidentally reveals Pam's pregnancy to all the guests, including Pam's very old fashioned grandmother. And Andy injures his scrotum while dancing. Meanwhile, Mike and Dwight both try to hook up with women with mixed results. Uh, the cold open was Pam asking everyone in the office that because she's pregnant, can we cut down on the the things that smell because it it makes her throw up. Um, you know. Phyllis is his is known for having strong perfumes and, and, and just smelling bad and gas and all this stuff. And everybody gets mad. It's like, I'm not changing my life for you. I don't care. I don't care about your pregnancy or throwing up or whatever. So Dwight says, oh, yeah, I'm not changing anything. So he gets he peels a hard boiled egg and ham just looks right at him and throws up in the uh in, in the garbage can which causes Andy to throw up, which causes Dwight to throw up, which causes the entire office to just vomit. Uh, Angela is like, she's like holding her mouth and just, just vomit is coming. <laughs> um, Michael and Dwight are driving up to Niagara together. And Dwight made a mixtape for a, a CD for Michael. And in this CD, it's him saying, congratulating the woman on, on uh, that they're about to have some fantastic lovemaking or something like that. It was, it was really, really odd. Uh, but um, Michael goes up to, to the hotel and just says, yeah, I'm here for a room. And they're like, no, that's not how this works. Just because, I mean, we're all booked up. We don't have a room. And so he asks everybody for a room. Um, the whole thing about, yeah, Jim... Jim says, uh, everybody have a toast. Everybody, everybody raise your glass except for Pam. And Mima says, why can't Pam drink? And, and, and then Jim says, uh, it's because she's an alcoholic. I mean, uh, well, because, well, uh, she's pregnant. And then Michael, Michael has wanted to um, have a, have a toast, but he wasn't allowed. But he's he makes a toast. He he gets up anyway and talks and, and basically talks about how Jim and Pam didn't want to wear condoms. So that's why and how how wonderful sex is without a condom or something. So Mima is it, it, she's disgusted and she's going she's not going to attend the wedding. But then Michael talks to her and, and talks her into it or something like that. I don't know. Um He tells her at one point that, you know, they're going to name the baby (laughs) Um. So and the night before the wedding, they are having like a dance party and Andy is dancing and tears his scrotum. So everybody's drunk. So nobody can drive him to the hospital. So Pam has to drive him to the hospital. Uh, Michael keeps. Trying to hook up with women, but he can't. But Dwight is successful hooking up with Isabel, who's up uh, Pam's friend. Um, Kevin gets a toupee. He look he looks so silly. Uh he also has his shoes destroyed because he had them cleaned or something, and they said your 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 feet are disgusting, your shoes are disgusting. So so Kevin has to wear uh Kleenex boxes as, as shoes. Um the, the um The day of the wedding, Pam's veil tore, and she just loses it. She's like, everything is is just everything is a disaster. Nothing is going right. It's not perfect. And Jim says, "That's okay. It doesn't have to be perfect." And he cuts his tie in support. So they they say, "Why don't let's just get out of here?" So so they leave, and they come back, and everybody's waiting for them. But what they did was they got married on the Maid of the Mist uh so they come back to the wedding and they're walking down the aisle and then michael says hit it and they all do that that coordinated dance i guess that was a big thing you know years ago where um they're all you know dancing down the aisle and stuff and and it was it was just complete silliness um dwight and isabel were 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 uh we're going down and and he accidentally kicked her in the, in the face or something just so so bad so bad um michael actually did uh find someone to hook up with it was pam's mom so we see that in, in the next few episodes um and uh yeah it, it was a beautiful thing of you know jim and pam finally got married it was it was it was a you know beautiful for them finally getting married jim says I bought those boat tickets the day I saw that YouTube video. I knew we needed a backup plan. The boat was actually plan C. The church was plan B, and plan A was marrying her a long, long time ago, pretty much the day I met her. Number seven, season seven, episode 19, garage sale. The staff organizes the garage sale. Uh starting to get emotional already. The staff organizes a garage sale on the warehouse in which Dwight tries to get the most valuable item by trading things, starting with a needle. Michael needs to make an important decision regarding Holly and his life. So, so there was actually, this actually has a basis in, um, in reality where this guy had a red, um, paperclip and he traded it. He kept trading it and he ended up getting a house for it. So it's, it was amazing thing. There was actually, I mean, at one point he had a movie role that he traded this thing for. It was just, it was just amazing. He just kept trading and trading and trading. So that's what Dwight did. Dwight started with a little thing and he kept trading and trading training. And he ended up with a stethoscope. Oh, I'm sorry. A, 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 a telescope. And, uh, but then he sees Jim's magic beans. I'm sorry, professor Copperfield's magic lagoons. And Jim said, I, I, so this, this this won't. I I can't get rid of this thing. I, and you know he he stomps it and throws it away, and then it magically appears. And finally, Dwight says, "Okay, I'll take it." And Jim says, "Okay, give me the telescope." So he gave him the telescope, and then he um he put the he put the 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 bean the magic beans in pots and watered them and. Jim came along and, and made them, you know, swapped them out for, for giant bean plants. Um I you know, Dwight has a farm. Why is he planting things at the at the office? I don't know. I don't know. Uh also Daryl, Kevin, and Andy play Dallas the game, and they don't have instructions, so they don't know what to do. So they're just making up their own rules and they're uh they're just and, and and Kevin doesn't like how how it goes, and he goes, you know, I'm never playing with you again, and he storms out. But he actually steals all the money, and he says, and that's how you play, Dallas. Pretty silly. Um, Michael tried to sell the TV that got broken from uh from dinner party. Tried to sell a Saint Polly girl thing, um, Saint Polly girl um, uh, neon sign. Um, and he decides he is going to ask Holly to marry him. So he calls um, he calls um, Holly's dad and leaves a message and says, um, hi, I'm gonna I'm gonna propose to your daughter. Just wanna just wanted to get your your approval. And Holly um, talks to her parents and the mother says, why did why didn't Michael call us? And Holly says, "Um, I think I know why." And but her, both their parents are just they're they're it's not, they don't seem to be all together there. So that Holly gets real concerned. Uh, she talks. Holly talks to Phyllis, and uh, apparently Phyllis had a mother who just they just put in a home or something like that. And Holly says, "Well, how do you know when it's time to uh, put them in a home or or you know that, that they need extra care?" and Phil says well they're never going to tell you. So just remember that. You, they're never you know they're 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 never going to let you know that they need extra care. You know, you have to figure that out. So she decides she's going to have to move to Colorado to take care of them. And um So Michael decides he's going to propose to Holly. So he gets a gas a can of gasoline and is dumping it all over the parking lots and Pam sees this and freaks out. like Michael what are you doing he's, he's like oh I'm just gonna I want to propose to to Holly and I want to um I want to write it in fire <laughs> she's like no 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 that's that, no no let's not do that let's 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 think of a different uh idea and Pam has a meeting brings him into to a meeting it's Jim Oscar Ryan um and Pam and Michael. And they say, yeah, you're okay. That's great. You want to propose to her, but maybe let's think of something better. (laughs) And, uh, and Oscar says, uh, if you are in costume, you did something wrong. Um, so, um, (laughs) then, um, Michael and Holly are, are talking in the break room and Holly tells him that she has to move to Colorado and uh she's about to propose to him and he's like no 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 no, not do we're not no don't do that and he has a talking head he says no 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 i will not be proposed to in the break room i should have burned this place down when i had the chance um there was a somebody made uh, somebody did a yearbook quote and said season seven episode 19 and whatever minute this was that that, that they had this quote so that was their yearbook quote i should have burned this place when i had the chance it's kind of dark um so everybody gets involved in the proposal <laughs> okay, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try to keep it i'm gonna try to uh not get emotional um, he says, let's go for a walk and they go to the lobby and he says, this is where Toby announced he's going to Costa, Costa Rica. And, and, um, and also this is where we first kissed and we did a little more than that. And then he goes up to the office, up up to his, his office. And he says, this is where I first saw you. And I thought you were so cute. And this is also when I thought I had herpes. It wasn't herpes. Turns out it was an ingrown hair. Um, and then he goes to the conference room. and says, "This is where we 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 ran our uh, we co ran our first meeting on obesity." That was Michael Klump. I say, I say, I'll sit on you. Uh, then he says, <laughs> "Keep it together." Um, then he says, "Um,
1: that he would get water. <laughs> take a Come on. He would get water. He he would pretend to get water just to, just to look at her. And then." <laughs> Um he brings um then he brings her and he says, This is where we face our, our our love's greatest test. And everyone is there. Come on. Um and they all ask her to marry. I'll ask her to marry her. And she says no. And then there's like a million candles there. And come <laughs> on. I'm trying. I'm trying. he says, This is where I fell in love with you. And this is where I asked you to marry me. Sorry.
0: And then all the uh all the water starts again <laughs> because you have a million candles in a in a paper in you know in a paper company. That's 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 pretty crazy. So the water uh the sprinklers go off and and it's water like crazy and uh and she says he asks her yeah they they do the yoda thing it's like marry me will you and 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 she says yes and everyone is so happy and everybody comes in and uh hugs and kiss him come on (laughs) and uh and and he says uh we're, we're moving. We're moving to call. She yes, She said, yes, we're moving to Colorado. And Kevin says, all of us.
1: <laughs> and. He says he's leaving and. On the office
0: ladies podcast, when. Uh,
1: come
0: on get it together um, on the office ladies podcast, when uh, when they were when they were talking about this, Jenna Fisher says that even when she was talking about it, she was tearing up because. This was the first time they heard. <laughs> come on, uh, come on, uh, Steve Carell say, "I'm leaving." I mean, they knew he was leaving, but this is the first time they they said it. So they got they got really emotional. So, yeah, <laughs> very emotional. Um, number six, season two, episode twenty two, Casino Night. The Scranton Business Park holds their just charity casino nights in the Dunner mifflin warehouse michael invites both Janet and carol to the party pam and roy start finalizing their wedding plans while jim contemplates a transfer to another branch uh the cold open was was pretty good jim says that he could control things with his mind and dwight says okay fine you can control things with your mind go control that that coat rack over there near pam so he's he's pretending to move it with his mind and pam is moving is actually moving it with a with a um with a with with umbrella and and dwight is just astounded (laughs) so it's casino night they're transforming the warehouse into a casino and they're doing this for charity supposedly and uh michael says oh and another fun thing we at the end of the night are going to give the check to an actual group of boy scouts right toby and toby says Actually, I didn't think it was appropriate to invite children since, since you know, there's gambling and alcohol and it's in our dangerous warehouse and it's a school night and, you know, Hooters is catering, you know, isn't that enough? Should I keep going? And Michael has one of the great quotes. Uh, Why are you the way that you are? Honestly, every time I try to do something fun or exciting, you make it not that way. I hate so much about the things that you choose to be. That's so awesome. Um, Roy was Roy's job has been Roy's basically done nothing for this wedding uh, with Pam. And uh, she asked him to pick a band and he said he didn't even do that. So, so Jim helps Pam pick a wedding band and they're going through these various bands and they see that one of them is Scrantonicity, which is Kevin's band. band. Um, the original plan was actually, Um, that it was supposed to be a, I think it was called jokers and tokers or something like that. It was supposed to be a Steve Miller tribute band, but, um, it's, uh they wouldn't, they couldn't get the rights to the, to the music or with the name or whatever. So they changed it to Scranton. Uh, but the big thing is one of the biggest scenes in the office. Um, Jim tells, Pam, this is the season two uh, season finale. Jim tells Pam he's in love with her. He says, he said, I just, I just need to tell you. And she rejects him. Um, She's in the office. She's crying. She's, she calls her mom and she doesn't know what to do. And Jim comes in and kisses her. And then we don't know what happens. Well, we don't know what happens until, until season three. So it's one of the biggest scenes in all of the office. Number five, season nine, episode 22, AARM. Jim convinces Dwight that he needs someone to act as an assistant to the assistant to the regional manager. The two hold tryouts for the position. Pam worries that she's holding Jim back from being truly happy. And after daycare turns away, her child, Angela, is forced to bring Philip to work. And Kevin is jealous of the attention the toddler gets. And Dwight notices a number of shoot traits in the boy. And Andy auditions for America's next acapella sensation. So at this point, this is almost the end of season nine. Dwight was just named manager and he put in a system where to get in, you have to give a passphrase. And if you don't get the, he emails everybody the passphrase the night before. If they don't get it right, he, um, you get steamed, which isn't apparently isn't dangerous or anything. It's just, it's just annoying. Well, everybody gets it right except for Dwight. Dwight forgets it. And Aaron says, well, should I just, uh should I just, you know, let you in anyway? He's like, no, 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 we gotta follow the rules. Steamy. So, so, so he gets steamed. Uh at this point, so Dwight is a manager. Jim has been named the assistant, and they're they're cutting down on nonsense. They have a they have a board that says, How many days since the last nonsense? But um Pam feels guilty because jim um jim proposes that ne- someone needs an assistant to the assistant to the regional manager so assist somebody for assistant to jim and he he basically plays a prank on dwight that dwight turns out to be his assistant even though jim is the assistant <laughs> it's 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 silly uh so jim is jim is back to being goofy jim and i i i've said this so many times but i I, I hate the Pam character so much for this whole storyline. I think she was incredibly selfish. I think you should support your partner when, when they want to further their career or something like that. And she was just totally selfish and made him quit the, the athlete job. Uh, So he's back with her. He's and, um, and he's being goofy and she likes that, but she, she says to him, I don't think I'm good enough. And, uh, and Jim says, Jim tries to tell her that that's that's ridiculous, but then he he says to the documentary crew, "I know this is against the rules, but can you do me a favor?" So we'll see what that favor is. Um, Andy quit his job and took a dump on David's car, <laughs> so he basically burned that bridge. And he goes to America's Next Acapella Sensation or whatever, and he's in line with like a thousand other people. And they're waiting in line, and he—they're like, "Okay, that's it. Uh, we're not—we're not, we're not auditioning, auditioning anymore. Thanks for coming." And then he's like, "No, no, 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 no! I—I I have to audition. I—I I burned all my bridges. I have to audition. This is my whole life." So he—he he sneaks in past uh, security, and he does an audition, and um, the judges. So he does sing, and the judges say, "You suck." and one of the judges was uh Aaron Rodgers <laughs> and, and and i guess it's Brian Bumgarter, who's who's Kevin actually is friends with with Aaron Rodgers and, and got him to uh to be on the show uh, so yeah he acts like an idiot uh and um as we see in the in the finale he's he becomes he, be, he andy wants to become famous well guess what you became famous and, and every the entire country laughs at him. It's, Saturday Night Live does a parody of him. <laughs> um, it's it's just he's he becomes one of those viral sensations that everybody makes fun of. Um, so Daryl at this point quits to join Athlete. Um, he 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 came back for some reason, and everybody is like, "Why did you? Why did you just sneak out? That's you can't do that." And everybody wanted to do something with him all day. He's like, "No, no, no. You guys pick one thing." that you know we could all do and the thing that they picked was a dance party and everybody danced with him and it was actually very very cute and sweet um so angela at this point is a mess she looks like hell uh she got she's about to get kicked out of her apartment she lost all her cats because i guess you can't can't have cats in that apartment and uh dwight i mean the oscar says you can live with me so she's living with oscar and she's living in his closet so literally she's in the closet of a gay man <laughs> um but so so angela has to bring philip to work because even not even the daycare wants once uh wants uh wants anything to do with angela and dwight um he he gets to hang out with Philip a little bit and Philip just looks and acts like like Dwight so she gives <laughs> he gives him a million dollars or a beat and 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 the baby says beat <laughs> which actually was not in the script the baby just did that and they, they left it in so that's that's really cute but uh, anyway Dwight says to Angela I th- I think that baby's mine and I know you you're in bad shape so I will offer you marriage. And, uh, and I, and I will raise the child. And she, she says, no.
1: Um, so
0: Jim gives, uh, Pam a DVD and she says, I'm much, I want to show you this. And then, but Dwight's like, I need you now. And and Jim's like, then, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in the middle of something. And, and Dwight's like, no, I really, really need you now. And Jim's like, okay, fine. So, so he tells Pam, "Just hang tight. Just you know, just you know, I'll be right back." So, as Pam is waiting, um, she actually plays the. She actually puts the DVD in the laptop and she and she plays it. And it is basically a highlight reel of from the documentary crew of all the moments of Jim and Pam's life together. It you know through through the that that were filmed it's a beautiful highlight reel uh so she's watching that what dwight wanted was that uh here you go i'm gonna get emotional again um well what dwight wanted was advice because he was about to propose to that girl um i forget her name and uh you know she comes from a good family and and uh and and if he marries her he she, he gets a a a A a whole freezer full of premium cattle sperm, or something like that. Um, and and, you know the the he has the uh, the wedding ring that was pulled from the buttocks of her of his grandma or something like that. That was shot by one of the somebody from the Coors family or something like that. It's, It's it's so stupid, but anyway, he says he's 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 going to propose to her, and Jim says um jim says you shouldn't do that it's 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 angela it's always been angela um
1: and it's just so sweet because you know
0: jim jim and dwight started out as enemies and they became closer and closer and now it's jim guiding him through the biggest decision of his life and he says. You just got to do everything you can to get the one woman who's going to make this all worth it. At the end of the day, you got to jump. You love Angela Dwight. And I think you always have. And so he decides to, to go after uh, Angela and she's driving, I guess she's driving somewhere and he is in his trans am and he has the siren on. He's like, pull over. And she's like, no, what are you doing? And he like, like, cuts her, cuts her off and makes her, he almost runs into her and she's like, what the hell is your problem? And he just says, I love you. And I don't care. I don't care. if Philip isn't my son. I don't care. I'll, I'll raise, you know, you could have a hundred different lovers and have kids and I'll raise them too. I love you. And she says, I love you too. Um, and, and it is your son and I wanted you I didn't tell you because I wanted you to, to, to love me for me, not because, uh, you know, not because you you thought you had to, or something like that. I wanted you to actually love me. So he, um, he, he proposes to her. Um, and so Pam is watching the CD of the DVD of all the highlights and, uh, and then Jim comes in. And he gives her the note from the teapot from the Christmas episode, which nobody knows what's in the notes. No, we still don't know. Um, and I guess we never will know, but um, uh, but um he 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 says to her, not enough for me, you are everything. So uh everybody shows up at poor Richard's. Uh, to watch the documentary, even Andy shows up, and the the first scene is actually the first scene from the pilot of of the office. So it's it's Michael and uh and Jim talking. Number four, season four, episode nine, dinner party. Michael invites Jim and Pam and Andy and Angela to a couples only dinner party, which makes Dwight very jealous. However, the only thing he's missing is a ringside seat to witness Michael and Jan's extremely dif- dysfunctional home life. And the cold open was. I I, it's, it's, I've heard it called the, the Batman gambit. Michael had everybody work overtime on Friday. And then, so, so Michael says to, uh, to Jim, do you have any plans? He's like, well, no, we have to work. I don't have any plans. So, um, then he calls corporate. He says, you know what? Screw this. We're not working overtime tonight. So, and then he comes and says, guys, guess what? Everybody overtime is canceled. So everybody gets to go home and he's like, Oh, by the way, since you don't have plans, you could come to my house tonight for dinner. And he gets them because every single time that he's asked Jim to come to his, to his place, Jim says, Oh, I have plans. I have plans. I can't. And now he caught him. He caught him. So that's the Batman gambit. (laughs) Um so he invites, yeah, he invites Jim and Pam. He invites Dwight and, and Andy and Angela because they're couples. It's a couple's only thing. And Dwight is very upset. So Dwight has another plan. <laughs> um, So Jim and Pam come to the house and Michael shows them around and they go to the bedroom <laughs> and there's a camera there's a video camera there a tripod and she puts that away uh there is a um like a like a small bed like a bench at the foot of the bed and michael that's where michael sleeps it's the weirdest thing and apparently this was based on a real thing that happened so that's it's just it's just one crazy thing after another about about this episode about, about about their house and their their relationship um there is a tiny TV that folds, and if, if you see the outtake, the outtakes are famous of, of this uh, of, of this episode. They cannot get through this scene because it's just, it's so stupid. He's like, "Ah, oh, if I want my room, boom," and he, and he and he folds it in, and it's just they just can't get through this. It's 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 just so funny, um, Jan. Jan plays a CD and it's from her assistant Hunter an original song by Hunter's band and it's it's Hunter singing uh, that night that basically that that night he hooked up with Jan basically (laughs) and they're all sitting there and Jan gets up and dances and she's trying to dance with Jim and Jim won't get up so she's it's just the stupidest thing um Jan hates Pam because at some point I'm I'm sure I'm sure this happened I'm sure Michael either said it or 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 inferred it that that Jan, that Pam and Michael were went out and so she she thinks they dated and he's like she's like no and uh and she's worried that uh that that Jan is going to poison her food um but and, uh, and so Dwight ends up showing up with his babysitter, <laughs> and uh, and Pam's like, "What kind of relationship do you have?" And, and Dwight's like, "It's purely carnal. None of your business." Um, they they talk about, and and just as the night goes on, they just get more and more angry at each other, and they keep calling each other "babe," and eventually. Um, Jan takes a Dundee and and breaks his his tiny TV. And um the, the police end up getting called <laughs> Dwight. Dwight, uh Dwight goes what oh, seems to be the problem, officers, and, and the guy's like, not now, Dwight. <laughs> so the um the cops come and they say, Hey, you should you should go to someone's house. Oh, oh, at one point. Jim tried to get out of it. He's saying, oh, no. In my apartment, the uh, the sprinkler went off and all my stuff is flooded and all my stuff is destroyed. And and uh, he's like, me and Pam got to go. And Michael's like, no. Actually, well, well, just you have to go. He's like, okay, bye. And Pam's like, no, no, no. You are not leaving without me. <laughs> and said, you can – you know your stuff will always be there your your stuff you can replace your stuff but but are we your friendships are are more important so so he's not allowed to get out of it and then at the end the uh the the cop says you you need to go to someone to one of your friend's house to uh um to to the stay for the night and and michael says jim jim can i stay with with you he's like well no i'm all my stuff is got lost in a fire. I mean, a flood. Um, so this is just one of the craziest episodes ever. Uh, a lot of people list, list dinner party as the number one episode. Uh, it is just, it is, it is the is the essential office episode. It's just so cringy and just so absurd and just absolutely amazing. Number three, season five, episodes fourteen and fifteen, stress relief parts one and two. So the cold open is maybe is is definitely the craziest cold open ever. This is where Dwight got mad because nobody paid attention to his um his fire uh presentation. And he says, Oh, that's because I use PowerPoint. So um so Dwight decides to have another demonstration. So he says he lights, um, uh, he lights, a uh, a a, 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 a trash, uh, can on fire. And he says today smoking is going to save lives. And they, the, you know, smoke is coming out and, uh, Nobody notices it, but then Dwight says, "Hey, what's that smell? What's that smoky smell?" And, and Pam says, "Oh my god, it's smoking!" And Michael, uh, one of the most famous gifts, he's like, "Oh my god, it's happening! It's happening! Everybody, calm down!" And it's it's absolute pandemonium. Oscar is climbing up the ceiling, and. Um, and Angela's like, "Save me, save me!" And she, he's like, "You're too heavy." It's like, "I'm only eighty pounds." And then, and then she, she gets her cat. and a save bandit, and she throws the cat, and the cat gets, um, uh, the cat falls through the ceiling. Um, Kevin breaks the vending machine and, and steals all the, all the the potato chips from it, and then so everybody's freaking out. They can't get out, and then Dwight lights firecrackers, and he says,
1: the fire is shooting at us!
0: And then Dwight says, okay, everybody, it was just a drill, and Stanley has a heart attack, and uh, Michael doesn't know what to do. He says, Stanley, you will not die! Barack is president! You are black, Stanley! Oh, my goodness. Um, so Dwight and Michael go to New York, and <laughs> he's there with With David Wallace, and I'm guessing a lawyer or something like that. And Michael says, Okay, Dwight, we're not mad. We're just disappointed. And and David Wallace is like, no, we're mad. (laughs) And so his Dwight's big punishment was he's not safety officer anymore. Like, what is going on? You could have burned down the building, dude. Um so Michael decides because because when Stanley got uh, the heart attack that they didn't know what to do, he decides to do CPR. And Michael says, nobody should have to go to the work thinking, oh, this is the place that I might die today. That's what a hospital's for. (laughs) An office is not for dying. An office is a place to live life to the fullest, to the max. An office is a place where dreams come true. That's. That that's basically Michael Scott in it in a nutshell. He thinks that 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 work is is a magic place. So this is, in my opinion, the greatest scene in the history of all the Office. The CPR course. There are so many ins- wonderful things about the about this thing. First of all, Kevin tries to uh, do CPR. And he's like, "I can't do this. I can't do this anymore." And the lady's like, "It's only been twenty seconds He's like, Call it. <laughs> we can't do it anymore um so and Michael has a talking head. he says, "We found ourselves on the less prepared side of things when Stanley had his when his heart went berserk, and I knew exactly what to do, but in a much more real sense, I had no idea what to do another another great office quote, so Michael is trying to do c p r and the lady says. Are they breathing? No, Rose. They're not breathing. And they have no arms and legs. And you know what? If we come across somebody with no arms and legs, do we even bother resuscitating them? I mean, what kind of quality of life do we have there? I wouldn't I would want to live with no legs. How about no arms? No arms and legs. <laughs> and, and, and Kevin says, how about no arms? And Michael says, no arms and legs is basically how you exist right now, Kevin. You don't do anything. So, and then... So Michael was was pumping too fast. And the instructor says, No, you need to pump to the tune of staying alive by the Bee Gees. Do you know that song? And and Mike, Michael says, Yes, I know that song. First I was afraid I was petrified. <laughs> and she's like, No, no, no. It's staying alive. Ah, 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 staying alive, staying alive. And they start. Um, Andy starts singing the song and Kelly starts dancing and then Michael's dancing and they're all dancing and singing and, uh, and she says okay you didn't maintain a, a 100 beats per minute and the ambulance didn't arrive because nobody called 911 so you lost him okay he's dead and Dwight says Does anyone know what we do next anybody Rose she's like I, I have no idea anyone we bury him it's, it's someone says we bury him and Dwight says, "Wrong. Check for an owner, o- organ donor card. If he has one, we only have minutes to harvest." <laughs> and Crane says, "He has no wallet. I checked." <laughs> so then Dwight pulls a knife from his uh, from his leg, and he 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 stabs the the thing, and it's carving out. <laughs> And Stanley just looks like she—he's about to have a heart attack again. And then Dwight cuts out the face and puts it on like Hannibal. <laughs> um, someone actually said that this episode saved someone's life because they remembered the CPR training from this episode, <laughs> and they actually saved someone's life. Uh, which which is crazy. There was another thing while all this was going on creed interrupts and says i know where you from i saw you in the parking lot was the stupidest thing um so they michael and dwight head to new york again to talk to david wallace and the lawyer and they're like we had to we had to pay for the dummy that cost like five thousand dollars and michael says this, David, this is why we have training. We start with the dummy and we learn from our mistakes. And now Dwight not, knows not to cut the face off a real person. <laughs> um, and and so Dwight's punishment this time is he has to give an apology and everybody has to sign a thing to say that they acknowledge his apology. <laughs> and his apology is, I regret this. Or something like that. And... That, and, and um, Jim says, You couldn't have memorized that. And Dwight says, No, because I do I don't think it. I don't I don't I don't believe it. So this was the episode. This is actually the most watched episode of the The Office ever. I think it was like it got like 20 million viewers. And the reason was it was because it was right after the Super Bowl. I think I think this was the Steelers Super Bowl. I think this happened in in um in 2009 or 2010 or whatever. Um so um, so because it was a Super Bowl episode, the, the network said, well, "You you, well, you need stars and the creators of the office are like, what do you mean stars? It's a paper company in Scranton where who's going to, what is, is, is George Clooney magically going to show up in Scranton? Like, like, what, what are we going to do? And so they figured the workaround was to have a movie to, to have Jim and Pam watch a bootleg movie. That Andy got and, and uh Jim Pam and, and Andy will watch this movie of um it was Jessica Alba. Jessica Alba was dating um Jack Black, and then he she introduces him to her grandma, and he falls in love with the grandma who's Cloris Leachman, <laughs> and they have an affair, and he dumps Jessica Alba for, for Cloris Leachman. Uh as this is happening. Um, Jim and Pam are distracted because, um, they have, um, uh, her parents, Pam's parents are having marital problems and, um, Pam's dad is actually staying with, uh, Jim and Pam. And so, um, at, at the end of part one, she says, go talk to, uh, go, go, go talk to my dad. Jim's like, huh? Uh, okay. And, um, so Michael tries to have everybody do a relaxation techniques and, and meditation and Stanley has this stress detector and it, it, it beeps like crazy when he, when he has high stress and it's, it's, it's it it's basically anytime Michael goes near him, the, the stress detector goes crazy. And then when Michael goes away, this the stress goes away. So Michael realizes, oh my goodness, it's not Dwight that's causing the stress. It's it's him. And he, he freaks out. Um so so Michael has a great idea that they should do a comedy central roast of Michael Scott, where everybody is going to roast him. Uh, and meanwhile, Pam, um, Pam's dad, uh, after, after Pam's dad talks to Jim, he, 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 he says he's getting a divorce and he, he goes to find an apartment and Pam freaks out. And she says, what could Jim have said to make my dad leave my mom? And at what point in our marriage, is he going to say it to me? So they have the, the roast of Michael Scott and Meredith says, you are the reason I drink. You are the reason I live to forget. And every, just everybody is just just so so mean, so brutal to, to Michael. They they're, they couldn't wait to say all these things about how much they hate him. And usually in a roast, Michael thought it would be a roast where, yes, I say mean things to you. But at the end, they say, oh, OK, all joking aside, I really love you or something like that. Well, nobody said that. Everybody just talked about how much they hated him. Um, Dwight gets up and yells at everybody and says, stop this. Stop yelling at him. And Dwight's like and Michael's like, stop it, Dwight. Stop it. This is what they're supposed to do. And Dwight gets mad. It's like because I think Michael calls him an idiot or something like that. And and Dwight's like, you call me an idiot? You're you don't even have any friends or fam- or family or, or, or any land. So then it's Michael's turn to uh to you know at the end to, to roast everybody, and he's just so hurt. The, he just leaves. He just, he's, 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 he's very hurt by everything. He just leaves. He takes the day off. Uh, He, he, he messages Pam and says, um, um uh, personnel day. <laughs> I guess he wasn't to say personal day, but he, he said personnel day. And, and Dwight's like, Was that, are are we hiring anybody? And Jim says, yeah, your replacement. Um, so Michael goes to the park or something like that. And he's in, he's in a turtleneck and, and he's just, He's just contemplating life. He comes back and everybody says, hey, I'm really sorry that that we were so mean to you. And he's like, well, I want to finish the roast. So so he says, Jim, you're 6'11 and you weigh 90 pounds. Gumby has a better body than you. Boom, roasted. Dwight, you're a kiss ass. Boom, roasted. Pam, you failed at art school. Boom, roasted. Meredith, you've slept with so many guys, you're starting to look like one. Boom, roasted. Kevin, I can't decide between a fat joke and a dumb joke. Boom, roasted. Creed, your teeth called, your breath stinks. Boom, roasted. Angela, where's Angela? She's like, oh, there you are. I didn't see you behind that grain of rice. Boom, roasted. Stanley, you crush your wife during sex and your heart sucks. Boom, roasted. Oscar, and at this point, Stanley is laughing like everybody's quiet, but Stanley is laughing like crazy at that. And then, and then, and then, he says, "Oscar, Alter, you're gay." Oscar's like, "Wow." Andy Cornell called. They think you suck and you're gayer than Oscar. Boom, roasted. But he says, "No." And all, all, I'm just all joking aside. I love you guys. You're the reason I got into the paper business. So I love you guys. And everybody, everybody claps. And then you know they're all good. Um, Pam talks to her dad and Jim is freaking out because Pam is, Pam was so upset. It's like, what did Jim do to her? And, uh, and, and she's, when she's done talking to, um, her dad, she sees Jim and Jim said, what, what, what happened? What did I do? He said, he said, it was your fault. And it's because you told him, here I go again. Don't get on my show. You told him how much you love me. In that uh in
1: and he said he never felt that way with his mom.
0: So um she said she said something like when uh you know basically she knows that she's found her soulmate or something like that. So 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 they make up. All right. Num uh Number two, season nine, episode twenty-three, the finale. One year later, Dunder Mifflin employees, past and present, reunite for a panel discussion about the documentary and to attend Dwight and Angela's wedding. So the cold open is: it's one year later. Dwight's about to be married. um, Dwight's still the manager, and one of the things he did was fire Kevin. And he gives he gives Kevin a cake and says, "Um, "Get out" or something like that. And and so Dwight and so Kevin is fired. And everybody's like, well, well, first of all, everybody's like freaking out, but then they're like, if Dwight said, if you have a, a reason b- b- by his job performance why he should stay, then let me know. And everybody everybody keeps quiet. Then they say, Well, you can't fire you can't fire Kevin because Toby won't let won't allow it. And and uh Dwight's like, Oh yeah, by the way, Toby's fired too. So <laughs> um also Stanley retired. So um and he brought back Devin. Devon from season one. And remember, it was the season one um, Halloween episode, or maybe it was season two, where they said um, it was between Creed and Devin. and and they and they chose to keep Creed. Um, by the way, Creed faked his own death, and, it turns, and uh, Dwight says, "Turns out he was a member of a, a band called the Grassroots, and he and he sold drugs, uh, which is actually true. The Creed, Creed in real life was a a, a member of the band of uh, the Grassroots." So, um, Jim is the, um, is the best man. And he says, I know I've played a lot of pranks on Dwight's, but today it's only good surprises. Guten Morgen. And, uh, as they're headed to the, um, the bachelor party, he gets, he, um, he, he stops the, the limo, they get out and he gives Dwight a, um, he, he lets Dwight shoot a bazooka and blow up things. I, I think that's awesome um daryl at this point is extremely successful he's part of athlete remember jim stayed behind he he pam wouldn't let him pursue his career so daryl's doing great he's in a limo um he sees andy and and he like he hides he doesn't want andy to see he doesn't yeah he doesn't want to talk to andy because andy went viral he was baby wawa um, saturday night live did a parody they did an auto-tune song of him it was just he was just basically a, a national laughing stock. um oscar is running for state senate i guess the seat that uh, the senator had um and they have new people and one of them is uh uh dakota johnson i think and uh and she says to Oscar it's like what is what are these made up funny numbers and Oscar's like oh that's the reason why Kevin got fired that's Clevin he would just make up numbers to, to be done he said this isn't this is Clevin be home by 7 and so they get to a restaurant and uh it looks like a waitress but it's actually the stripper it's the same stripper from Fun Run and the same stripper from the uh, the Ben Franklin episode, so she's she's back and she's uh, she's like, does anybody want something? Yeah, and everybody's like, yeah. But Dwight thinks that's the actual waitress. He's he's like, hello, we've been waiting for food. What's going? He's trying to place an order and he just doesn't get it that she's a stripper and not a waitress. So meanwhile, at the at Angela's bachelorette party, they hire a stripper also, but it's Meredith's son. And he looks at her and says, "Mom," and she's like, "Oh, go ahead, honey. Good, good for you. You, you could, you continue, little entrepreneur." And apparently, in real life, um, um, and uh, Pam and uh, Jenna Fisher and, and Angela were actually uh very uncomfortable with this scene because it's the same kid, the the same kid that played the son back in um like season two, this little boy he was, he was like 10 years old or whatever. And now he's, you know, years later, he's, he's, he's a stripper. And he's like, you were a little kid and now you're, you're, you're stripping in front of us. So, so, um, uh, Phyllis opens the door. There was a knock. Phyllis opens the door and it's Moe's and he kidnaps Angela. And that's part of the tr- the tr- tradition is you kidnap the bride and then you ha- and then the, the groom has to find him, <laughs> and so uh, they say, okay. So they they um they so okay so so Moe's kidnaps Angela, and then uh, Dwight finds out that that this happened. He's like, oh yeah, that's 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 just Moe's. He's doing he's doing the wedding thing. And they said, well, they have to figure out where it is. And and uh, Jim says, oh, I know. How about that that bar? And Dwight's like, okay, whatever. So so they go to the bar, and it's a bar that Kevin owns. Kevin owns a bar now because he became so famous from the documentary. Um, and Jim did this, and Dwight's mad at him. He's like, did you play a prank on me? He's like, no. You need to make up with Kevin. You need you know because because Kevin is Kevin is so upset with him. So. Dwight and Kevin talk it out, and and Kevin thinks it's personal, and and Dwight's like, no, it's not personal. You were just really, really bad at your job, and and you you looked at a lot of porn. We had to throw away the computer that you were on. And he's like, really? He's like, yeah. It was just it was just you're terrible at your job. And he's like, oh, okay. And they and they and they hug and make up. So that was that was sweet. Um. So they're all at the cast reunion and nobody's there. Nobody's in the auditorium and they think, well, nobody, nobody cares about us. I guess we're not popular. And then Andy goes outside and Andy thinks, oh, it's probably because of me and because I went viral and whatever. He goes outside and there's a huge crowd and he's like, oh, here we go. They're all going to make fun of me. And no, they're all big fans. They're like, yeah, Andy. So they all, they all love him. He's, he's with his, he's, he's with his people. So now the 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 auditorium is full and they're all um you know people are asking questions and a lot of the questions are directed toward Pam like how could you do that to Jim how could you doubt his love for you how can you you know why didn't you let him pursue his career all this all this stuff and and Pam says well, it's like well I had my doubts and stuff and, and Jim says like listen no, it's okay you know this is what I wanted Pam didn't do anything wrong but but obviously Pam is portrayed as doing something wrong um there is a question for aaron from a from a from a woman and she says i noticed this is i might get emotional um i noticed in the documentary you didn't have
1: a mother and uh, do you hate your mother
0: and uh, aaron says no i don't i don't hate her but you know maybe in a way it's like i hate you mom and your mom would say go to your room and and, you know, I would be all mad and I would actually have my own room. I mean, I Aaron's story is just really sad, really. I mean, she was basically in, in an orphanage all her life. And um,
1: and basically that
0: <laughs> – it was just done really well. And she said basically it's revealed that that woman is her mom. So Aaron finds her mom. And then this guy gets up and says, um, I have the same question but about your dad. And so – um, so she meets her mom and dad because of the documentary. So that was that was really sweet. Uh, so they go to the wedding and Dwight and Angela's wedding, and apparently, the, at the wedding, the gift you give is a cat. So everybody gave a cat. Uh, Kelly is back. She's with the doctor, Ravi, and Ryan shows up, and Ryan has a baby, and the baby's name is Drake. And Kelly thought that was the coolest thing ever. He, he's like, no, not because of the singer. Duh. Um, Kelly, Ryan hooked up with this girl and she just dumped the baby on. Him. So that's, that's how he got a baby. Uh, so Jim. Um, tells Dwight because of some rule that he can't be the best man. He said, um says, but I know someone who can. And then it's Michael Scott. And. <laughs> And uh says, I can't believe you came. <laughs> he says, that's what she said. And uh Jim says, best prank ever. That was just a, <laughs> stop it. Stop it. Um, that was just that was just really sweet. Um, because puts Angela in the trunk when he kidnapped her, her her ankle all messed up and she can't walk. And so Phyllis says, Don't worry, I'll take care of it. And she carries Angela down the aisle. So, you know, Phyllis and Angela have hated each other for years. And now they're, you know, now that she does this wonderful thing for her. So Ryan has the, Ryan gives the baby a strawberry, which he's allergic to on purpose, just so he'll get a a rash. And he, he, he asks Ravi, could you, can you, can you look at the baby? He's like, uh yeah okay so he robbie takes the baby inside and ryan says kelly i love you let's let's run away together so they just run away together and robbie comes back with the baby he's like where's where's kelly it's like uh they ran away together and um robbie's like whatever you know what give the baby to children and youth services they'll they'll have they'll find a better father than a better parent than than ryan And Nellie always wanted a baby, so she, uh, she says, "Don't worry, I'll I'll take care of the baby." So I guess she her her dream comes true. So Jim and Pam come home, and Carol is there, the realtor, (laughs) and she's she's showing the house to to a couple. And Jim's like, "What's going on?" And Pam says, "Well, it's supposed to be a surprise. Um, You you wanted to, you know, we should." You should. We should quit. We should move to Austin to pursue your 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 career with athlete. And so they decide to to quit. And Jim and Pam have a talk with Dwight, and say, um, "Listen, we have to quit." And, and, and Dwight says, "You're fired." And and Jim's like, "Come on, man. Let's 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 not let's you know let's let's end on a good note." And and Dwight's like, "No, idiot." I'm going to fire you so you can get your severance. And it's one month off one, you know, you pay for every month that you've, you've been here. So, uh, so, uh, Jim says, Oh, if you, if you're ever in Austin, you could, uh, you, you know, you could always, uh, stop by and see us. And, and Dwight says like, why would I come to Austin for the great music and the great nightlife, whatever. And Dwight says, any, anytime you you come back here, you're always welcome in my barn. And Jim says, oh, there it is. Um, so they um they have a a party at in the warehouse of Dunner Mifflin and a lot of the documentary people are there a lot of outside people are there and all the people from the office they they all like let's let's go upstairs um so <laughs> So Pam says um, it would it, – it would, she said she couldn't watch the series because – the documentary because she was just so mad at at, at herself for, for those early seasons. Um, and she said, but it would just make my heart sore if someone out there saw this and said to herself, be strong, trust yourself, love yourself, conquer your fears. Just go after what you want. Act fast because life isn't that long. Trying to keep it together here, um, and there was a there was a um a talking hit from Andy, where basically Andy is he he got to, um, speak at the at the commencement of Cornell. Um, they did it; the seniors did it as a joke, but but he actually gave a really good speech, and he actually works in the admission office to Cornell, which is which is his dream job, is to work at, is to be at Cornell. So so he finally got his dream job, uh, but he still thinks about his his coworkers. And he says. I wish there was a way to know, (laughs) come on, I wish there was a way to know you're in the good old days before you've actually left them. Great, great line. Um, Jim said, my job was to speak to clients on the phone about quantities and types of copy or paper. Even if I didn't love every minute of it, everything I have, I owe to this job, this stupid, wonderful, amazing, boring job. And the, (laughs) trying trying to keep together um the final scene and the final thing uh said in the whole series is from pam i thought it was weird when you picked us to make a documentary but all in all i think an ordinary paper company like dunder mifflin was a great subject for a documentary there's a lot of beauty in ordinary things isn't that kind of the point (laughs) i'm trying trying to keep it together uh I don't know how I'm going to get through this last one. So number one, the number one episode. We're finally here at number one. Season seven, episode 22. Goodbye, Michael. It's Michael's second to last day at Dunder Mifflin, and everyone in the office is preparing for his departure and goodbye party the next day. However, unknown to the staff, it's actually his last day before he leaves for Colorado that night. So he secretly makes his goodbyes, everyone in the office. Meanwhile, Andy tries to keep hold of one of Michael's long-lasting clients. So the cold open is Michael is on the roof of the building to get used to the altitude of Colorado. Dwight comes up and says, Hey, here's uh, here's some, here's some meatballs. And then um, Dwight says, Just kidding. Those are actual bull testicles. I cut off today. And Michael's like, Dwight, why would you do that? He's like, I'm so mad at you because you didn't recommend me. And Michael's like, listen, I don't own the company dummy. There's nothing I could do. And um then michael says I, I i heard there's bears in colorado is it a good idea if i if i walk around with salami how about how about pepperoni and dwight's like no no that's that, that's the worst thing you would do bears and he just goes on and on about bears and Mike, michael just looks at the camera and smiles <laughs> um so they decided to have a party planning dream team um for the for the party and uh. It's 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 all the all the previous heads of the party planning committee, uh, uh, Pam, Angela, Phyllis. And for some reason, they brought um uh, Meredith. I don't know. I don't know why. But they they decide what kind of cake. And Mike Michael says, well, let's, let's get a cake. Everybody wants now. Remember in when it was his birthday party in season two that he only got one mint chocolate chip, even though. Uh, Meredith wasn't allowed to eat it or something like that, but but he was so selfish, and now he just wants something that everybody likes. Um, he he took his um world's best, uh world's best boss mug. He says, you know what, I bought this, but yesterday, um last night they gave me a Dundee of of the best boss, so this means a lot more. Um, so. To Andy, he he starts giving gifts to everybody, and he gave um, he 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 gave Oscar some ugly thing. I don't know. He he thought it was the funniest thing. I don't know. It was just so stupid. Uh, but he gives Andy his his best clients, and all the all the salespeople are like, "What is what the heck?" And Andy's like, "I'm not I'm not any good. I'm gonna lose them." And um, and then Oscar says, "Uh, so so what where should we mail your last paycheck?" He's like, um. I don't know and and then and then he starts to freak out he's like oh the the the, the channels are going to be different and i'm going to start all over an improv i don't i don't want to do this so he, he calls holly and and she she calms him down and so he he's okay um he talks to the he he talks to daryl and his gift to him is his his book somehow i manage and there was there was a chapter that said gum. Everybody likes gum or something like that. And then he says, Daryl, can I use the baler? And Daryl's like, absolutely not. Then Michael goes down to the warehouse. He says, Daryl said I could use a baler. And they're like, no, you can't. <laughs> um, so he has a basketball and there's a basketball hoop down there. So he says, see you later, warehouse. Catch you guys on the flippy flip. And he throws it and he misses. And they throws it again. And he misses. he keeps seeing. catch you guys on the flippy flip. And he throws it, goes like a like hundred times. Keeps loading. And eventually he makes it. <laughs> um, meanwhile, in the whole episode, Gabe is acting like a psycho. I, I hate Gabe so much. He's telling Andy he's he, he's not allowed to get together with uh with with Aaron. Who who cares? That was just so stupid. Um uh, so Michael gives to um Dwight a um a uh, letter of recommendation. And at this point, Dwight is so angry. And so he does a talking hands like, oh, this will be good. To whom it may concern. Good, real personal. Thanks, Michael. The dictionary defines superlative as of the highest kind quality or order surpassing all else or others. Supreme.
1: I said, that's great. If I want a dictionary definition, I'd buy a dictionary. Thanks. I define it as Dwight Schrute. As a sales executive, as a leader, as a man, and as a friend, he is the highest kind, quality, and order, supreme.
0: Then a lot more like that, really repetitive. Then it says, meet me for paintball or something like that. So they go to the parking lot and they have a a paintball battle. So um, at this point, Pam was pricing uh, shredders in Carbondale or whatever, whatever that, whatever that town was. And she, while she's doing that Uniondale, maybe Union Uniondale and, uh, while she does that, she goes to watch a movie, <laughs> uh, the King's speech by uh, Colin Firth. And, um, so, um, Michael is really worried that he's, that she's not going, he's not going to see her, um, for goodbye. And, um jim figures it out it's like oh you're not leaving tomorrow you're leaving today so he figures it out he goes into the office and he says you know what i think we should do i think we should just save goodbyes for tomorrow at lunch and michael says
1: okay and then tomorrow I could tell you what a great boss you turned out to be—the best boss I ever had. Um, and so he
0: looks at everybody one more time. Oh, and the um, Phyllis made her made him a um a mitt. And remember in the Christmas episode in season two. Uh she made him a mint and he freaked out because it wasn't an expensive gift. And now all he wants is the is the uh is the is the, the, the thing that the Phyllis made. So uh so he looks at everybody one more time and Creed has his world's best boss mug. Creed also took his, his boots, by the way. It was just so stupid. And uh Creed's like, see you tomorrow, boss, and so he leaves. So um so he goes to the airport and uh and pam catches him just in time he he takes off the, the microphone so you can't hear him anymore he's like man i can't wait to get this off my chest and then off mic he says that's what she said uh so he's going to he he's uh, he's about to get on the flight and pam runs up to uh to to, to get him and they say their goodbyes and and she says um that he was really excited and he was really happy to, to, to see Holly. And so Pam got to see her, say, her goodbyes. Uh, and then in the end. Uh, so everybody is at the party, but Michael doesn't show up. And in uh, D'Angelo is. Oh, oh, there, there was a thing about um Andy going to talk to one of the clients to, to try them to not get them to, uh, to leave. And Andy says to D'Angelo, "Hey, let's go. Let's go together." And D'Angelo acts like a, a, a maniac, and he's actually yelling at the customer. It's just the weirdest thing. And uh, and D'Angelo's like, "Well, screw you. I don't want you anyway." So uh Andy says, "Hey, I got to go back for something." And he says to the customers, "Like, I am so sorry about that. I promise. If you stay with us, I will take care of you. Here's my number. You, you know, you you you'll be taken care of." So so he gets back the the the, the customer. Um, So at the at the going away party, D'Angelo, I guess he's had this thing about, you know, he used to be fat, but now he's he's watching what he eats and he takes the cake and he just grabs it and he shoves it in his mouth. He's like, oh, I've been good. He's like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. And then uh, he's he just does. He just he just goes crazy with the cake. And Dwight turns to Jim and says, uh oh, so that is the end of the episode. So why is that number one? Uh, it was basically between that and the finale, but, um, this was number one because the entire, basically this is where the show died. When, when Michael school, when Steve Carell left, that's it. So that's why. So, all right. Thank you for this, for being with me on this journey. I had so much fun. This is one of the greatest shows ever. So thank you very much. And I will see you.